What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the third installment of the Corner 3 podcast. So excited that we're keeping this ball rolling. A lot of big things happening. A lot of announcements this week. But before we get to that, let's get to our excellent panel we have here. None other than our Hoops hype man, Mr. Alex Derrickson. What's up, everybody? And our Hoops historian, good old Sean Mackey over there. What's going on, peeps? I can't do that like you guys can. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, a lot to talk about today. We're going to recap Team USA so far in the Olympics as they're now 3-0. and We're literally off the heels of a very, very close, exciting game with Australia. Fun game. Yeah, very fun game. They brought it finally. Someone brought yeah. it to them. About time. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to discuss Russell Westbrook because, as we say, when we try to... Anytime we end a show, 20 minutes later is when the breaking news comes out. So yeah. Tonight, Greg Popovich is going to die. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hope not. <laughs> That's morbid as hell. I know. <laughs> and this week's top 10 list will be the top 10 players who never win an NBA championship. So Lots of I, debate there. That's going to be a lot. I am excited oh, yeah. for this. So let's get oh, right into it, guys. Let's start off with the get-go there. Um... The first two games of the Olympics, um, starting with their, it was they played China first, and it was the Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant show, um, and then we see them go against uh, against Venezuela on Monday. Yeah. They kind of get a little slow there. I know we in our pre-production meeting, by pre-production I mean our group text message between the three of us, um, we kind of like are breaking this team down. And Alex makes the point of why are they playing Euroball? They're Team USA. They're bigger than everybody. Get to the point. Get to get there. And well, they, and they did once they put DeAndre Jordan in. Right. And then we get to today, and Australia brought it, man. I don't think I've seen a team play them better since probably 04 when they weren't good in the Olympics. Um, you saw, I mean, the guard play, I mean, we've, we've talked about Patty Mills in this show before and how much we love watching him play. Uh, Matthew Delvadova looked really good in this game. Um, Andrew Bogut stepped up big for them as well. But on the other side of it, I don't think I ever remember seeing a worse game from Kevin Durant. He was not good today. Um, it happens. It does, yeah. It happens. It's like, not, you know. I don't think it's been good since Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Yeah. Jeez. And, and then, um, but Carmelo Anthony, holy moly, I, I sent a tweet right before we went on air. I said, the Olympics are making me fall in love with Carmelo Anthony again. Carmelo he, Anthony won that game. Yeah, he was on yeah. fire, man. He won that game as much as Australia lost it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same point, like, you got to be shocked by the fact that, like, Australia shot, what was it, 68% in the first half? 68 from the field, 62 from three, 78 from the line. That was the first half. Well, that, you can't compete with that, even if you, you know, I mean, even if you're putting up numbers, I mean, just... Just that alone is gonna, you know, even it out. Or well, and I think on the whole, <laughs> as a whole, though, I mean, that was probably going to be the most youthful team they face, the most NBA-ready team at the that they face. And when you kind of get that Venn diagram together between those two aspects against Team USA, you've got a really, really great matchup. The yeah. Venezuela game played more like one of those weird March Madness, like one seed versus sixteen seed teams, where you're yeah. like, oh man, is this going to be the game? Nope. <laughs> and I mean the first half was super close and the third quarter came out fourth quarter came they just mopped the floor with them it was business as usual and we didn't get that today I, I definitely feel very very sorry for USA's next opponent <laughs> oh oh yeah um, 
Sean, what do you think about, I think one of the things that really kind of stood out to me, and I know I sent in our text message, was you're starting to see Coach K kind of take this the best players are going to play mentality. Um, DeMar DeRozan, I don't remember stepping on the court once in this game. Um, they only he was out there. I don't remember. Yeah, he was out for a minute because I th- want to say he picked off a pass and then got cut off on a foul. So he didn't. He didn't play very long either way. No, yeah. so. we know Butler didn't play too long. Uh, which and do you, then, uh, do you think it's the it's the flashiness he's trying to bring? Do you think that like Coach K is kind of, you know, like we have to actually win games? I I'm not gonna put a loss to my record at all. I want to be flawless. So in a way, yes. But in a game like today, where Kevin Durant is two for eleven in the first half, and Clay Thompson, I don't think could hit the side of a barn there for a stretch. <laughs> um, what? 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 You know, are you shocked by that? Are you kind of surprised he kind of like is going by that mentality for the for the? No, no not at all. He's the. I mean, they have to win. Yeah. You know? They have to win. There's no there's no excuses at all. They have to win. Whoever he needs to put in, they're all great players. They're all professionals. They can take being benched. You know, you have so many good players on the team. Um I mean you gotta go with what, what you're gonna win with. That's that should be yeah. in any sport. So, you know. Except I for, mean you know, T ball when you're five, you know, they let everyone play. I mean, this is kind of the the last rodeo too for right. this this batch of like amalgamation of Team USA and what it is and everything. So I definitely think there's that added pressure there that it's you want to finish as strong as you started, and I, I think that yeah he's gonna try and put out the best team that he can to make sure he wins. And I don't think that like Butler was set for any flashiness or anything like that. Like I, I was talking to you guys, I think it was maybe a game of matchups where Butler when he was out there, wasn't scoring. Uh, and there wasn't really a spot for him because Australia plays the two, you know, the two bigs and to Carmelo's benefit. And then they run, you know, Deladova, Patty Mills, whatever. And I don't think there's a spot for Butler out there because who else do you put him on outside of like Brockoff? True. So it could have been a matchup situation. I think we'll get a better picture of that because I mean he was great against Venezuela, but yeah, also was. those were in kind of garbage time. <laughs> yeah, also was great against Venezuela. Super kind of like I I made the joke. It kind of came full circle with the injury and everything with Paul George. I know he's tired to talk about the injury, and I don't blame him at all there. Um, but dude, he was outstanding against Venezuela. Uh, probably the best I've seen him play in a while. I think Paul George is going to bring it this season. I think he has a lot to prove. Uh, he came out, you know, last year, and I mean, he had a great season, even though the Pacers weren't that great. And uh, you know, I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. So I think so too. Uh, yeah, yeah. They got Al Jeff now, and Monte Ellis is coming back. Is that correct? Yep. Like he's got another year. So, and then they just uh, who did they get? Uh, they didn't get. They traded away um, George Hill. Hey, they man, got they Jeff got Teague. Aaron Brooks. Did they get Jeff Teague or did Jeff Teague go out to Utah? No, they got Jeff Teague. They got Jeff Teague. Okay. Yeah. I, I always confuse that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Three-team trades, man. They're weird, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, two more things to touch on before we move on and talk to the other big news. First one, Carmelo Anthony is now the Team USA's all-time leading scorer, passing LeBron today. Has just had an outstanding game. Alex made the mention. He won that game for them. He was unbelievable. Is he the best player to ever come through Team USA of all time as far as the Liberty play? No. I mean, he's he's probably top three now. I mean, yes. he's, 
He's top three. I don't know if he's the best ever. I mean, ugh. Yeah, I... Ugh, that's a... He's played... He he's got to be he's okay go ahead. maybe he's top two because he's played oh. what this is his fourth his fourth mm-hmm. okay and, and um, he's 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 came in every year he's played well I mean he he's he's probably one of the, he's not the best player to ever play in the Olympics in Olympic <laughs> basketball or anything but he's he's probably when you look back at it now yeah he's gonna be on that list yeah he'll be on the list but I definitely don't think he's the best to ever suit up for Team USA. No. Well, that's not how I... I didn't mean, like, talent-wise. As far as, like, his longevity, his resume of Team USA. Yeah, I mean, I, I give him a lot of credit for yeah. coming back and doing it again this year. I mean, he doesn't have to play at this point. You know, LeBron's bowed out, and he can. He has anything else to prove. He's got gold medals. And, I mean, you know, it's just cool. It's cool that yeah. he came back to do it again this year and kind of lead these guys, and he knows what's going on. And, uh, you know, this is kind of, like you said, it's kind of his last rodeo. So. Yeah, I think today was tonight's game was definitely him establishing himself as I am the veteran presence on this team. Like, I am going yeah. to, if I have to, I will carry all of us. <laughs> and I think, I mean, they need that, though. If you would only play like that, you know, in the NBA season. You know? <laughs> well, Doug Collins made the point the last two games, he's like, I think Carmelo Anthony might be a better FIBA player than NBA player. <laughs> it's true. It's an interesting yeah. point. Yeah. And then, last thing here, all joking joking in this, of course, uh, Brittany Grinder challenges DeMarcus Cousins to a one-on-one game. Who do you take? I would watch it, at least. Oh, I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely intriguing. Uh, I, I, I will have to go with Cousins just because of the size. And not, and not in like, just, just because of the, the sheer girth of a person DeMarcus Cousins is, I, I think that there's going to be a, a bit of a disadvantage there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's our touch on Team USA. They are playing again Friday. I think they have Serbia, who had a pretty good game with France today, ended up losing. And then Sunday's the matchup with France. Uh, Tony Parker leading the French team with Mikel Peters, his older brother. I love that joke. I will never get tired of that joke. <laughs> it's like, um, what is it? What was that one movie with uh, Jeremy Piven? We've got Bo Bice's brother, Eric, performing this Oh, week. God, yeah. <laughs> now I can't remember the name of that movie. I can't either. That's going to bug me the rest of the show. Yeah. And then, um, so, you know it, Sean? I don't, I don't know. The only movie I know by him is Buy Hard, Sell Hard. That's it. Okay, is that it? Yeah. Uh, I forget what the, it's, it's, I forget what it is. Yeah, buy hard, sell hard, or something. Yeah, we're gonna have like someone, like someone actually come across this show and be like, "No, you jerks! It was actually this movie. Get it right." I, I know. And that's when we lose a subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, guys, um, let's go ahead and talk about the big news in the NBA, which happened literally two hours after we went off there last week. Two flipping hours. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Westbrook re-signs an OKC, signs a long deal, a three-year, $85 million deal. He's staying. He's not leaving like Kevin Durant. Um, I posted something on our Facebook page about it, and I actually got a comment from a, from a reader who said that it's a great move, and he didn't see a better situation for Westbrook. Um, I still lean on the edge of I don't. I wouldn't have done it if I were him. I still think that, you know, he's going to – it was the best situation money-wise, obviously. Sure. Um, but – I don't know if I love the idea of Russell Westbrook going out there and dominating with Victor Oladipo, Stephen Adams, and his Cantor. 
I don't think that's a championship team. Where I think if he went to a place like Boston, he could go in there. I know you got to give up Isaiah to get him, but you put him in a situation there. I think he would have been great. Um, obviously, you know he would have had the lights all over him in LA if he ended up going to the Lakers, like every Laker fan dreams. Props to Enos Cantor for making fun of Laker fans for that, though. Made <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so, guys, you know, I guess if you, you know. That, your thoughts on the news? Um, are you surprised? Because you know we talked about this on our pilot show, where uh, we didn't feel like a lot of us didn't really feel like um, we thought he'd stay. Um, I guess for the sake of small market NBA, I'm glad he stayed. But I really sure. wish he would have gone somewhere else, just for his sake. Absolutely. I uh, I was really for the deal when they first got announced and everything, and I was like, good for him. He got his money. He's staying with Oklahoma City. That team, you know, needs a, a foundational player to build around again because after Durant left, I mean, you've got that whole, like, heartbreak, and this kind of helps with the hangover a little bit. Uh, but we've had a week now. In the long term, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I think Oklahoma City kind of played him a little bit. I think there was the whole he had some time to kind of look at the backlash Durant got because I think Durant going to the Warriors in a way was worse than LeBron going to Miami because LeBron going to Miami was going this team has built a lot of like tried to build greatness around me they didn't succeed. I'm going to go down to this franchise. It's kind of meddling, kind of in the middle uh, like a perennial 6-7 seed kind of idea and help boost that team because I can win over there. With Durant, he basically was like, I'm not going to win here. That team will win if I'm there. I'm going to go there. And I I think there's that kind of contrasting mentality, which is why there was such a backlash, more backlash, I think, or more like severe backlash, rather, to Durant's move. And I think Westbrook saw that. And I think there's a – I wouldn't be surprised if that played into the decision – I think this puts a very definitive window on Oklahoma City's ability to win a title. Uh, I think they basically they they defined exactly like, hey, we've got from this year to this year. Because after that, if we don't win, we're not getting Westbrook back after this extension. Uh, I, I think they probably played into that. It was going to be, hey, you're Westbrook's team now. Like this is this is going to be your team. Because there's always the report that they were two alphas on that roster. And now it's, you know, Westbrook can take over. But I think we're going to see a lot of Westbrook scoring 41, 42 points a game on 25, 27 shots, 28 shots, not getting to the line maybe as much as he used to, not his assist numbers maybe going down because his surrounding cast isn't near what it was. Uh, and that's just from losing Durant. And I think as a whole, it improves Westbrook's fantasy stock. I, I don't think this does a lot for him as a player. I think this creates a very shackless Lakers. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're going to like juxtapose two teams, I would say a Westbrook-led Thunder with a supporting cast of Oladipo and Steven Adams and a lot of like B to B-minus level talents you're going to roll out basically what the Lakers were after Shaq left, where it's Kobe taking, you know, the 35, 36 shots a game and being the volume of scorer that he can. But long-term, he's going to get his money, and I don't see him staying past that extension if Oklahoma City isn't winning. Oh, I, I agree. I don't I don't think he's going to... We all thought he was going to bail before then. I mean, I thought it was like a foregone conclusion two weeks ago. Like, well, that's it. But, um, you know... I, I like the deal. 
because um, you know it, it did kind of it saved some face with yeah. him, you know, especially with the fans there and everything, and and good for Oklahoma City and everything. But um, I I don't know. One thing I will say about him staying in Oklahoma City is Sam Presti. He's not afraid to make any kind of moves at all. Not at all. I mean, and I, I love that about him. He is, you know, and he would have moved Westbrook uh, last week if he would have told him he was leaving, and he would have he would have got something great for him and, and moved on. But um, they're going to make some moves, and they're definitely going to go after Blake in like a year or so. Mm-hmm. Try to go after him. Sure. Uh, I don't think that makes you a tra- championship contender necessarily. Um. It kind of depends on Oladipo if he's going to actually develop into James Harden. Right. So, and and if he does, they might. But I, I don't know how you fill the three at this point. You know. At, at the same time, the going after and acquiring players are two very different things. I know. I know. I know. And I, I think Oklahoma City needs Russell Westbrook more than Russell Westbrook needs Oklahoma City at this totally, point. Totally. 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 And uh, you know. He'll stick it out for a few seasons, like you said. He'll, you know, be a kind of a wait and see if if things aren't. I mean, they're not going to win a title. They're no. not. I mean, it's not going to happen in the three years, and he's going to leave. And this, I, I, I look at this mostly as kind of a financial situation. This is this might be his last big contract. I mean, he's had three surgeries on his knee, I believe, and uh, he's had a fractured right hand in 2014, a cheek fracture in 2015. I mean, he's. He's he's had some injuries that have happened. I mean, and he's not. I mean, he came in the same year as Rose, and Rose's career is completely down the toilet now. So, I mean, it's been a few years. I mean, I I would say, you know, Westbrook's probably going to have one really good crazy season this year. Oh he's hell playing, yeah! And he's going to get tired. It's going to happen, or he's going to get hurt or something. And if he gets hurt, they have absolutely no chance at making the playoffs at all. Right. So I mean. Yeah, they're they're a few more than a few pieces away, and I think at the same time though, I don't know if they're going to attract that A level talent that they really need to kind of push that over the hump. Yeah, I think you know I'm with you, Sean. I in no way, shape, or form think that Blake Griffin coming to this team makes them a championship contender with one Golden State and how good they are. Obviously, um, we know San Antonio is going to be a very good team again this year, even with. Oh yeah, they'll be great. The big three swan song of Tim, big time Timmy D, and yeah. uh, Manu and Tony getting up there in age. But we, you know, I just don't love the Oklahoma City roster. I guess to paraphrase what you guys are saying. I mean, to kind of piggyback off that, I mean, not paraphrase. <laughs> you you would you would have loved it though if Kevin Durant would have stayed. Oh, who would? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean that 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 roster right there challenges. All of the teams in the NBA. I mean, that's that's a that's probably the best roster at that point because they were so close to making it to the finals last year. Anyway, if yeah. you put Ola, I mean, and you know, you took Ibaka, traded him off, who barely did anything anyway in the playoffs, and you get a, a young guy like you know Sabonis. Oladipo. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I forgot they got Sabonis too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they got some really nice prospects, and I, I I think they were I was excited on draft night for them. I I still don't know why the Orlando Magic made that trade, like at all. Like it makes no sense right. to me why they would they would give Oladipo up for for him for Abaca an old Abaca. So it doesn't right. make any sense for a one year but, potentially one year rental. 
Whatever. Well, I mean, I mean, this is why Scott Scott's left last season. He's like, right. he's like, he's, I, I see your logic, you know, and what you're doing, and I don't like it. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk out on my own. See ya, because he, he knew what was gonna happen in a year. Right. So, I, I love those like the, the reports that come out where they're like, um, well, when the Magic went on their stretch last year, where they were just starting, they lost like eight, nine in a row. Scott Skiles was already talking about quitting. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. Kind of classic Scott Skiles. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and I, I'm with you, man. I have no clue in hell. Like, um, you know, because they, they do they make that move, then they get um, God, what's his name from Toronto? Biombo. Yeah, they get this yeah. Biombo. So that's, it's like they're banking in Orlando on like their their like future being like Aaron Gordon and Vucevic. And Vucevic, yeah. And so like you're talking about Biombo or Baca Vucevic like. Front court like rotation. Yeah, there's no, that, there's yeah, there's there's yeah. there's a big well, Mario Hazonia. That's that is like their that's their linchpin at this point. Yeah, which then puts it is it I get them confused. Do they have Alfred Payton? Yes. Yes. Okay. So which puts kind of Alfred Payton in a weird position too because Mario Hazonia could potentially be better, and so that'll be they'll be the Orlando's going to be very interesting this year. That's another team that's going to be kind of fun to look at and see what they're going to do. Yeah. Especially with Frankie V down there. I like right. actually them getting Frankie V. I think I they're do good. too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good coup. Yeah. So, coming back to Westbrook here a bit. I already have told I've told you guys this already. I have already put my money on Westbrook winning the MVP this year cuz I think he's going to have to have one of those like Sands 05 to 08 LeBron years where it's like I'm going to have to do everything on my own. I'm going to be a stat stuffer. And that's probably going to be about, you know, what I think is going to end up being for this team. So uh, we've already made the joke that we expect the, uh, the All-Star game this year to be four Warriors and Russell Westbrook. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that this is going to be the year where as long as he's healthy, he's outstanding. We've all agreed. I mean, I, I fully believe he's the best point guard in the NBA currently. So, um, yeah, I, I – I think this is going to be a hell of a year, but it doesn't. I don't think it's going to transcribe fully. I think that right now, I would say that Oklahoma City may be the five in the West. Uh, that's that's maybe giving them a that maybe the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is the ceiling. That's it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. So. so with that being said about Oklahoma City, we now know the first time they'll have a date with Kevin Durant because the NBA is not good at keeping primetime secrets, or they just want to release little by little to get you excited. Um, they've already ruined Christmas for me. Thanks a lot, National Basketball Association. All I wanted was Oklahoma City hosting Golden State on Christmas Day, just like they did when Shaq went to Miami, and they went back and played the Lakers on Christmas Day. That's all I wanted. We got the championship rematch in, the, in Christmas last year. We don't need it two years in a row. That's right. We don't. We don't. Don't make it a Christmas Day rivalry. It's already going to be the finals again for the third year running. We all feel that way. Um, so, yeah, so we have a few announcements there. So looks like Durant and the Golden State Warriors will be heading to OKC in November. Um, Dwayne Wade and the new Chicago Bulls head back to Miami in February to see uh, where he'll get his, for some reason that was news, and... The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors will once again be Christmas Day in whatever god-awful uniforms they decide to break out for that game. Speaking uh, of new uniforms, did you see the new alternate jersey for the Magic? No. no. Oh, it's basically a Summer League jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the so, thing. we're just getting worse. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> See, this is the thing. I, I don't understand why why Orlando doesn't just want to go ahead and like honor their their you know great '90s past and just go ahead and just wear the throwbacks at all. Times. Well, but you know what, Philadelphia did that a few years ago, and they went back to their their '80s jerseys and 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 their old logo, and it looks great. And I and yeah, I like that they went the back. Wizards. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, Orlando, I just think. I feel like there's like a missed opportunity there just to go ahead and kind of, you know, show off your history and go back and, you know, celebrate that, not with a summer league jersey. But when I do it, it's called a midlife crisis. Yes, yes, that's true. It's true. So, should we uh, jump into topic of the show? Topic of the show. Yeah. All right. So. So. We're going to discuss the top 10 NBA players to never win a championship. The Marinos of the NBA. The Marinos of the NBA. Or to hit a sore spot in Tim's heart, the Griffies of the NBA. I actually had a solid Griffy NBA comparison, too, so thank you. That that, that really is Well, segue. Yeah. But not off the cliff like the guy that made the segue. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... When I reviewed last week's episode, you'd had no Derrickson puns. Which is weird. It's uncanny for me. Maybe that's how I got sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this is um, this week's list of top ten players that never won an NBA championship. I uh, thought this would be a fun conversation to have. Uh, Alex made the point of, especially those ki- all those 90s guys who were very good players, stuck playing Michael Jordan in the 90s. Um, most of my guys are on the are not, are listening to the 90s, but it, it's truly, truly crazy. Like when you think about these big time NBA names that you know well, um, you know the Grand Hills, Trace McGrady's, Penny Hardaway's, Patrick Ewing's, a lot of guys that didn't get their chance to win a championship. Sean Kemp, we can't say Gary Payton because he won one kind of in 04 with he, Miami. He, he did. He won. <laughs> he won. He, he was actually he was good in that series. Yeah. God, that was such a good team. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Weird team, very weird. Yeah, but <laughs> I, it, I love those guys though. That that was a team full of well, they had James Posey, but that was a team full of as we go back to the first episode, a team full of Poseys. <laughs> Where like you sign those guys, you're like, oh, damn, they got Antoine Walker. <laughs> like, ah, uh, okay, get just hoist the banner. I don't know how. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Alonzo yeah. Morning was coming off the bench, and he like, I think he played like eight minutes a game. Was like getting rebounds and blocks, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, the point guard depth was Jason Williams and Gary Payton. Yeah. Like, At that point, people were talking about Dwayne Wade as potentially being the best player in the league. That year he was. Yeah. yeah. That well, year he was out playoffs. of his mind. Yeah. So, that's right. what is a fun conversation here. Where, um, and I think the biggest one that I really jumped out to me, the biggest name, and now you kind of, my Griffey comparison because of, King Griffey Jr. only played in the Major League Baseball playoffs twice in his whole entire career. Pistol Pete Maravich only played in the NBA playoffs twice in his whole entire NBA career, and one of them was his last season. Yeah, well, he yeah. only played he only played for ten years, so right. he got hurt. So I mean, I, you know, I I think the legend of Pistol Pete is bigger than Pistol Pete at this point. Yeah, and the fact that he passed away so early, you know, I think that kind of adds to his story and. Uh, I honestly wouldn't put him on my list. He I pops up on mine, but that's, on the, okay. that's the only spoiler I'm going to give on mine. Okay, okay. So, in that case, because we can probably preview and break this down, we'll probably give a lot of spoilers here as 
Alex is trying to avoid. So, Sean, who are some of your maybes? Who are your some of your like on the cusp guys? On the cusp. Um, one guy I would think about putting on there is Vince Carter, but I don't think he deserves to be on there at all. Um, <laughs> like he's one of those guys. That it's funny when people talk about the you know the the best players that never win a title. It always is the '90s and 2000s guys. Like people had forgotten anything that happened before like 1988, and it's a shame. But there was so much talent in the league, and it was won by so little. That you know, so many people got washed away in that, and um, you know, I, I would say Vince was probably on my cusp, but like because of that, I just, you know, and he's played for so many teams. Uh, he got to the finals once. Is that did he get to the? No, he didn't. Did he get to the finals with Orlando? He did with New Jersey. New Jersey, New Jersey. It was okay. He he came the year after they made it in Orlando. I think they made that trade for him. Uh, Ask first before we do this. Are we counting active players too? Or are we going retired? Because no, you, 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 you could you could do some actives. There's been some guys that have been in the league for a long time, like Vince. Yeah. You know that that you know could definitely be on there. So. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, because I, I was gonna say we can do that because like, but yeah, like you said, man, like guys like Chris Mullen who had like a really good career. Um, you know, between Golden State and Indiana. There. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He had a few good years. He had he had a few good teams he was on, but I don't I don't know. And he was a dream teamer, but I I don't know if you know. He's he's on that list. <laughs> right. My plus guy was Bernard King. Like, oh, he's on yeah. mine. He's on mine. He's he's top yeah. five actually because he's wow. He, yes, he's spoiler. <laughs> so yeah. He, My, uh, that's man. Bernard King's on yours. Okay. He yeah. he actually was one that just missed mine. Uh. Another one that I, I, I passed, I think if I had to make like a top 11, George Gervin would have been on there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he fell just short of mine. Uh, let's see. There was another one that popped up where I was just kind of like, I had to like get references. I mean, you've got like Tracy McGrady, uh, who was, again, more of like a volume scorer, but still like he could have been there. Uh, Chris Weber. If yeah, I did, he, like Chris Weber would have, Chris Weber would have been number 12. He, sh- he should have won one, but yes. you know. Absolutely, but, he should. But you know, have. but you know, refs happened, right? <laughs> so, all right. So, who wants to start rattling theirs off? Okay. I think we we'll go with our historian. I think Sean should kind of go through his first. I think Sean's gonna have the deepest. Yeah, deepest. <laughs> That's why I wanted to go first because I think his is gonna be like, okay. be like, oh shit, I forgot that name. Number one, Larry Johnson. Number two, Larry Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Mall forever. <laughs> Grandpa Paul. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with my first choice. I'm going to put Elgin Baylor. Um, and okay. he, he sort of did win one, but when people talk about players that never won a title, he's always on that list. But he actually, he retired before, um, the, uh, the big season where the Lakers ended up winning, uh, 33 straight games, ended up winning the title. So he retired nine games into the season and, um, they went to an NBA record of 33 consecutive wins, and they they won the championship. So he got a ring for that season because he played nine games, but he sold it, <laughs> right, <laughs> for 135 thousand dollars. <laughs> but the most expensive so, participants ribbon ever been issued. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and and he and I, I think that he was probably just more upset with himself about the whole thing. Like I could have, he he could have. 
played the rest of that season. He played nine games. It's not like his right. leg fell off, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so I'm going to have him at my number 10. Um, uh, do you want to, do you want me to go through my whole top 10 first, or? How are we going to do it? Okay. Um, next I'm going to go with Dominique Wilkins. Ooh. Who, uh, I, I think he was just an incredible athlete, and to this day, I will always stand by this. I, I think he's the best dunker in NBA history. He just, he flew. I mean, he was just yeah. awesome, and, you know, like, from that stretch from, like, 1987 to, like, 1990, like, he was just just in the zone, and, you know, they didn't really have a great team back then. They had Concac and Webb, and I think they had uh, Doc Rivers for a little while, and a bunch of other, you know... Here and theirs. Yeah, here and theirs, and then ended up getting traded to uh, to the Celtics, I believe. And I I think that was pretty much it. I think he went over to Greece and played for a few seasons, and then he disappeared. But I, I've always I've always thought that he was he was underrated, and he's one of those guys who was just such a talent, but he, they, he just never had the he never had the cast around him to get him anywhere. So um, sure. Um, for for number eight, I'm gonna go with Tracy McGrady. Okay. Who, who is probably my favorite player of the 2000s, you know, who wasn't a bull. And, I mean, he, it's amazing that he didn't win one playoff series his entire career <laughs> at all. And he, he, he floated, he ended up signing on to the Spurs, and he almost won that ring a few years ago, and then Ray Allen happened, and then he yeah. didn't. So he got robbed for his one, his one just kind of, Sit down and chill. I might get a ring, you know, kind of deals. But I, I he, he's just a, just that that game where he scored like eleven points. Rocket team, yeah, against, against the Spurs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he was just incredible back then. But he, you know, he's one of those guys who just kind of you know disappeared from injuries and, uh, you know, it was sad. It was sad. I, I you know I really liked him, and he's he's definitely one of the best players ever on NBA Live 2006. So, oh my God! I mean, he yes. was unstoppable. Because remember, we we wouldn't play when one of our friends Mike would come over. He would always pick the Rockets, and he would just light us up <laughs> with just three point, three point, three point. We'd be like, "We're not even gonna play if you're gonna be the Rockets." He was, um, he, was he was NBA Live's Michael Vick. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, number seven, I'm gonna go ahead and put uh, the Iceman. I'm gonna go ahead and put George Gervin just because of the ridiculous stats that he averaged uh, his entire career. He got traded to the Bulls his last season. Uh, Michael Jordan was reporting. Yeah, I think, I think he averaged 26.2 points a game for his career, which is incredible, absolutely incredible. And he helped lead the ABA Spurs to the NBA. He was great, and he's like one of those guys who just kind of floated through the air, and he just had. He had the tools. He had long arms, and he could do anything. He was great. Um, but, uh, you know, he got traded to the Bulls. Still scored 16 points a game in his last NBA season, which was serviceable, but uh, Jordan was pissed when he got traded there. And uh, during the uh, the playoffs, I, I guess his last game, he scored, uh, I think he had, like, two points, and he played five minutes just because that was the game that Jordan scored 63. So they weren't going to play. They played the same position, and that was it. Like, he knew it was his time to leave. So, you know, I have, you know, you know, that was one that I would have to pick on there. Um, sure. Did I say Weber yet? Not yet. Okay, I'm going to no. go with Weber. I, another one totally, totally robbed those Kings teams in the 
in the early 2000s were incredible, and I wanted they were, them. They were so good. They were so good, and I, I wanted them to win more than anything because the passion that I've had over the last 10 years for LeBron not to win a title in Cleveland was the same passion I had for Shaquille O'Neal not winning a title back in 2000. Now, I love Shaq now. I, I totally respect him. I love him. But back then, he was what kind of drove me as a basketball fan, and Anytime the Bulls played him with Orlando or L.A., and I remember the game when, when they finally ended up, the Lakers ended up finally winning the title that year, and I was just completely appalled. And I was just like, I was like, I, I can't be a fan anymore. And I did. I drifted off for two or three years after that, and I, I just didn't follow basketball at all. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I, I think Weber really kind of brought it, even though he was kind of a, he was definitely kind of a character issue kind of player, he got traded a few times. Uh, I mean, he didn't want to be on Golden State, and he ended up going to the Bullets for a few seasons, and then he went to, you know, the Kings, and then... Philly? And, and then he went to Philly, which was... Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> he went... Yeah, we can't forget about... You know what? He wasn't bad on Detroit. I mean, he, he, no. was, he was okay there. It was just and a weird... It was... I mean, it was, it was really cool for Michigan to get him back, though. I think that was... That was yeah. One of his, one of those players who, you know, they just loved, and I thought that was cool. But it was funny because I'll always say this. Philly traded him, traded for or, or, uh the Kings traded him at the exact right time. Like, he just toppled off after that year yeah. that they traded him. That was one of the best trades I think that ever happened because they got rid of him right after he peaked, and and that was it. So um, after him, I'm going to go with um, – I'm actually going to go with Artis Gilmore. So he's another one. He he averaged uh, 23.8 points a game his career. Uh, he was the Rookie of the Year in 72. He won the ABA MVP. He did a whole bunch of things. He was great. Uh, he was He's arguably the second best center for the Chicago Bulls ever now since Joakim. Right. Um, I'll pick him up. Um, so now I'm on, I'm on five, right? Yep. Okay, Bernard King. Bernard was nuts. He was a career scorer. The guy just, he lit up every team that, that he played for. I mean, he was averaging, I think, let's see here. He was averaging like 28 points when he was 34 years old. I mean, that's incredible. Right. I mean, he was just, but he was one of those guys who was, he was always on crappy teams. And I don't think he really cared. You know, I think he's kind of like the Carmelo Anthony of his era where he was just putting up points didn't care if he was making playoffs. I think he only made the playoffs a few times. He had uh, maybe one or two playoff series wins. But he was just, he was awesome. He was an incredible player. So I'll go with him at number five. Um, number four, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Steve Nash. All right. He's, he's got to be on your list, Alex. Oh, has to. Yeah, well, yeah, he's pretty much, I, I, I came to, when I was making this, I came to the conclusion, I think Steve Nash is my favorite player of all time. He's really? he's he's great. He's great. Yeah. I mean, he's a two-time MVP. I think the second MVP they gave him was just kind of like, well, you won last year and you did pretty good this year, and no one else has really stepped up. So here you go. And it was just kind of like, you know, but he was still awesome. He was yeah. so good. Those teams were so fun to watch, and he was he for the you know he wasn't a totally gifted athlete or anything, and he was just great, and he was a smart player, and it, it's a shame that... And I was really excited when he went to the Lakers. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. I thought that was... I was like, they got Dwight. This is going to be great. Kobe's going to get... 
he's going to get his sixth. This is going to happen. No, it's not. Yeah. So I was, was I was so scared he was going to go to Miami that year too. Oh God, yeah, that would have been awful. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, that was that was a serious that was a serious consideration. Like I, I yeah. was also fearing that. I totally forgot about that. Um, so I'm going to go with him at my number um, number four. I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with John Stockton, number three. Mm-hmm. All right. He was great, you know. He got denied as many times as Carl Malone, my number two, you know. And and he's he's the he's he's probably I I I don't know if he's the best power forward anymore. I think Tim Duncan is now the best power forward, but Carl Malone is like second in scoring. He's like fourth in rebounds. I mean, the guy he was a stat stuffer. He was awesome, and he made it to the finals three times and lost, including that team on the Lakers where he they should have won. Like any other year, the other team would have just went up and been like, you know what? That's okay. You you got it. There's there's no way we're gonna beat you. And I mean it seemed like a great idea, but you know and yeah. he probably had another good two or three years left at him, but he walked away and I you know, I maybe he was just so shamed by leaving Utah. I don't really know. But it just eleven Carl Malone was weird. He was. He was. It was. It was a weird year. It was a weird year. Who? Um, I, I I need to know the order of operations here to get this story right. Who retired first? Was it Stockton or was it Malone? It was Stockton. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, one of the reasons Carl Malone left for L.A. aside from the chance to win a ring, but Stockton allegedly didn't tell him he was retiring. Because I remember. One, I remember one morning, it's just one of those stupid memories I have, where I got the sports section, and I was a kid, it was on like the dining room table or whatever, and um, Stockton, or Malone was just like, yeah, he didn't really say he was retiring, so I'm kind of mad. <laughs> I just thought that was a weird thing where Stockton's like, no, I won't play basketball anymore. Well, I mean, if you listen, if you if you look at the, there was a documentary a few years ago that NBA TV did about, about Stockton, or about the 1984 draft, and it was funny because he's like, yeah, I went to college and, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'll go do something else after this. And he's like, and then I found out that I was, I was, you know, good enough to actually be on an NBA team. And yeah. like, I mean, I mean, he was just like so nonchalant about it. Like, like, yeah, I, well, I guess I'll go ahead and do this now. I, I guess I'll take this to the next step. Like, I don't think he really cared if he, he like, you know, was a manager at a Kroger or or a basketball player. Like I just don't right. think I don't think he cared. He was just he was just so whatever about it. Fun fact, my mom's all time favorite NBA player. It was the leg it was the legs, man. It was the legs. It, oh yeah, absolutely it was the legs. My mom and she thought his that. little stutter was adorable. My mom, my mom used to love him because he he kept wearing the short shorts even during the the longer short days. And she's oh yeah, like, he did. And my mom would always be like, like, man, I, I can see why he does that. He's got great legs. And I'm like, <laughs> can a man have great legs? John Stockton would make that. the world's greatest substitute history teacher. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my favorite Stockton moment is um during like uh, the Dream Team documentary NBA Network did a couple years back. Yes. And they get stuck on the bus, and he just takes the camera around, um, and he's just like, "Yeah, so you're you're American. You like the Dream Team? Yeah, we're pretty cool." He's like, uh, "Who should did you guys meet? Anybody?" Like, we met Barkley, and he's like, "Yeah, he's pretty cool, huh?" And like, he's with his kids, and no one knows it's John Stockton. <laughs> yeah, well, he interviewed someone who was wearing John Stockton on their shirt. <laughs> 
that's that's as bad as like a few years ago when they when the uh, you know the heatles were in full effect and people were outside of the arena. Uh, asking them, they had pictures of Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway and Glenn Rice and all of these, like, and, like, Ronnie Cycli and, like, all these, like, former Heat players, and they're like, so, do you know who these guys are? And they're like, um, is that Chris (laughs) Bosh? Like, I mean, it was, and and that made me so angry. (laughs) These guys don't even care. They're just there for the show. They don't care about anything. You know, they live in Miami. I, and I don't don't get upset for me calling bullshit on this story, but I know no one lines up for a heat game early. They all show up in the middle of the second quarter. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. It, it was just passerbys, I guess. I don't right. know. I yeah, don't that's what I had a minute. <laughs> so um, number one, obviously, I'm going to go with Barkley. Uh, he was he was fantastic. He was one of those guys who you just love to pl- you know watch play, and I I actually loved when he joined the Rockets. I loved that. God, that was such a good team. And if he would have just like got it together with Pippen and not been a douche, they could have did something. They could have won another title. I mean, oh, I, I thought that the, the move to bring Pippen and Barkley there, I think, was just genius. Yeah. And they they should have won, and but Barkley got hurt, and that was it. So, um, you know, he had an MVP season. He was he was he was a great player. Had Jordan not retired, Olajuwon would have been my number one for player to never win a ring. But unfortunately, that that couldn't happen. You know what? I, you know, I, and that's one of those big like what ifs. If he didn't retire, did they would they have won eight eight times? And I don't think they would have. Nah, right. I, I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, we saw we saw a team, the Golden State Warriors this year, lose. You know, and and I, I didn't think there was any chance. That they were going to lose at all. I called that. I called that. Yeah. I'll stand by that. I'm You'll stand by that. Yeah. So, Alex, you want me to go or you want to go? That's up to you, man. Okay. I'll touch running this shit. Um, so, my honorable mention was Grand Hill because I love Grand Hill. Awesome. Uh, even, even when the Detroit Pistons had those really ugly teal jerseys with the piston muffler, I was a Grand Hill fan. Um, kind of goes like you mentioned with the injury problems. I mean, after he signs a deal in Orlando, and you're thinking, man, like Orlando doesn't skip a beat. They lose Penny and Shaq. They go get Grand Hill. And they get Tracy McGrady. They're gonna do something, and they did it. Um, that was just a shame. Like I was such a huge Hill fan. Um, didn't really have. I mean, also a member of those fun Phoenix teams for a little bit. So you know, got to do some stuff there. So he was my honorable mention. Um, Sean, we have some similar players, but maybe in different spots. Um. But overall, it's going to be interesting. My 10 is Dikembe. I love Dikembe. Uh, even when Dikembe was playing in Houston at the end of his career, I thought he did a good run there. He'll yeah, also, he did. He'll yeah. be awesome. remember for his time in uh, Denver, as he should be. Um, his time in Philly, even with AI, uh, you know, that was, that was, they were a fun competitive team there. So Dikembe was my 10. Um, number 9 was my Penny Hardaway. I, uh, I, di- I didn't want to put him on the list, even though I love Penny. He's one of my favorite players ever. And, you know, as we talked about yesterday, the shoes. Um, well, it was so harsh not to not to put him on there just because Penny Hardaway, before he gets injured, was the next Magic Johnson. Yeah. And unbelievable. Um, that, 90, that, that Magic team that went against Hakeem and the Rockets that lost in the finals, they were outstanding. Um, and, you know, they did a lot of great things. They beat the Bulls. I know it's Michael Jordan coming back from time. I was so sad about that when that happened. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was awful. Fun, I have a fun fact for you. 
I was actually I was actually in Orlando during the finals in 1995 at Walt Disney World, and we're about to get on Star Tours, and we're we're seated on Star Tours, and this lady's like, "How many y'all from Orlando?" and and you know a few people you know raise their hands. She goes, "He goes, y'all Magic fans," and they're like, and, and people are like. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, "Well, I'm from Houston, and we're gonna whoop your butts." <laughs> and and then she's like, "Enjoy the ride." <laughs> you know? Oh man, I'll never that was her. That. that was her last day at Disney. Because <laughs> you know, somebody grabbed her by the shirt collar and said, "We have speculation to believe that you were rude." <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. You're good, man. No, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, hey, Adrian Dantley, just an unbelievable score in the '80s. Um, I'll try to speed this a little quicker here for real quick. Um, seven for me was um, Steve Nash. Nice. I, I was the biggest Nash fan as you guys were. I laughed my ass up when he signed with the Lakers. I was ashamed. At, I was bummed out how hurt he got. So that really sucked for me. Uh, six being T-Mac. I must have the thing with guys in Orlando that wore number one, I guess. <laughs> they were um, all great. They were, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my wild card, just because I think that even though he's kind of slowing down now, I love CP3, but I yes. hate that he's a clipper. Yeah, I, it's, it's getting old, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, CP3 in, with the Hornets was just unbelievable. Yes. And I, loved, I mean, I always loved that. Even this first, like, then there's the Laker deal that, like, it happened and didn't happen. Oh. Uh, no. But, Basketball yeah. reasons, man. Basketball right. reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Four being Malone, um, obviously for the reasons you mentioned. Um, I wanted to put Stockton on this list, but I couldn't leave Patrick Ewing off. Okay. I'll, I just I love Ewing. It, I forgot him. I should have put him on. The Knicks, that Knicks-Bulls rivalry in the 90s there was just ridiculous. Like Michael Jordan and Pat Ewing, you always see these like clips of them being friends like off the court. On the court, they were not. No. Oh, hell no. No, no. There's no room for that. It was awesome. Number two, and Sean, I was shocked you would not have him on your list anywhere. It might have been an honorable mention. Allen Iverson. Al, I know. I should have had AI on there. You're right. You're right. I could have got. I should have. I should have not even said Artis Gilmore. I don't know what I was thinking. So you have the, you I rescind Artis Gilmore AI. <laughs> there you go. We're good. We're all good now. Go from, all like, is well. Not being on your list. You move into the top five. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, he belongs there. Allen Iverson's MVP year was just unbelievable. Um, took that Sixers team along with the Kembe and. Guys like Anthony McKee and Eric Snow to face the Almighty Lakers, and obviously, you know, the Lakers. If you remember that that finals, the Lakers were undefeated going into Game One of the finals, and the Sixers beat them, which is the infamous step over Teron Lue. And then the rest of the finals, we know what happened. Yeah, right. And then me, like you, I 100% agree. Charles Barkley, the MVP season in Phoenix, uh, really revitalizing a Philly team post Dr. J time, and uh, really did a lot of you know and. You said the Houston team, so like, yeah, I, 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 all the to kind of piggyback you all the same reasons I had Barkley as my one. You know what? I left one of my main guys off, and I, I don't know why I did. And I, this guy, he would have been number three. I don't even know what I'm thinking today. Reggie Miller. Oh, yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable I, mention. He was he he's probably he was probably one of the toughest players of the '90s to never win. And he got so close so many times. The next one, man. The 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 Tashan. Prince Block. Yep. <laughs> okay, that was it. Like I'm, I'm, I was rooting for him. I hated him. I hated him, and I was rooting for them to win. I was like, it's time. It's time. He needs to win one. And he, I just, rem- I remember, I watched that play live. 
goes up. Oh, he's got this. They're going to be up. No. No. Nope. Well, that Prince, was a, like, that was like LeBron block on Iguodala before the yes. block on Iguodala. Yes, yes. It was It was definitely a state. People aren't going to remember, like, they're going to remember LeBron's block, but it, it's up there with me. Correct. Go ahead. Go ahead. Alex, all, right. all you, man. Yeah, dude. All right. So I'm basically a combination of both your guys' lists plus uh, <laughs> someone that, plus someone we both or that you guys said shouldn't be on there. So this will be interesting. <laughs> I have number ten as uh, Dominique Wilkins. Uh, a lot of for the same reason Sean did. I just have him lower. Uh, number nine, I actually went with Pistol. Uh, a lot of it based solely around the legend of, of, of Pistol Pete, like you said. Uh, I think he kind of brought a different style at point guard when he was first rolling in. I mean, he, I feel like he was. He was one of the first, like, oh, you can do that when you pass kind of point guards, which uh, I think he fed into. Yeah, and then which is why I, I think he fed into because I think if you take away Pistol Pete, you don't have a Nash and you don't have like a C plus Pistol Pete and Ricky Rubio. Uh, but after Maravich, I have Reggie Miller. Uh, Very good, good choice. Yep. Then I've got, like I said before, probably my all time favorite player was Steve Nash. Uh, however, not the best point guard in the game next to Stockton. Yes. Uh, you can't argue with what he did on the court offensively and defensively. Uh, I think that dude was just a fucking pest to watch, like, play defense. He was so much fun. Uh, I have Ewing after that. Uh, that should put me at so five right there. So heading into my... Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Oh, no, no, right. I have ten. We're good. So I think <laughs> I got scared there for a second. Uh, so, yeah, Ewing at five, Iverson at four. Uh, again, like ten hit on. Dude could score. He was fast. I, I don't know end-to-end -end another faster player maybe in NBA history. Uh, you've got three at Elgin Baylor. I am the naysayer that puts Barkley at two. Really? Okay. I, I, yeah. I, I think Barkley is, I don't, I, just from a number standpoint, from a fundamental standpoint, from an all-around play standpoint, I don't think Barkley is better than my number one, which is Carl Malone. I, I agree. I agree. I just think, I think Barkley stings more just because I think he was, I think he was super competitive. Oh, absolutely. Super competitive, and that's what makes him stand out among a lot of those guys, and that's why I put him number one, but yeah. the, the stats Because he didn't have the height. No, he didn't. He was. They said he was. He was built at six eight. They said he was more like six four. Yeah. So but he could I jump mean, over a fence. But he could jump over a fence. So I mean, you know. And be Godzilla. Maybe. So. Yeah. So two two Barclays and a Malone. That's yeah. that's what you get. That's what you get. And the one person that commented with a photo of Sean Kemp's gonna be upset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might be some camp, but you know what? Are, what are you gonna yeah. do? I no. Like, I mean, we could really probably yeah. do like the top twenty-five of this list and still have names that you're like, oh yeah, 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 right. Definitely. We we sure. only have about an hour and ten minute podcast, so right. That's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's just it's awesome. It's crazy, man. So um, you have so many so many talents, um, especially in that '90s era, like you said, no, Alex. It's like so many guys that had to deal with playing Jordan, and. Yeah. Talk about Reggie Miller, man. Like, um, you know, you talk about just how close he got, how close he close he got. We all remember the Knicks game when he like hit like six, eight points in like twelve sure. seconds. Um, what about the Eastern Conference Finals when they played the Bulls and they took Jordan? Was it seven games? Seven games. They were four points better. Another fun story about that. I'm gonna do that real quick. 
Okay. 1990, it was 98 when they went to, yeah. 1998, I'm at a wedding at my dad's cousin's house in um, Lexington. We're all in the basement. I am uh, in the eighth grade, and I am the only Bulls fan in the entire basement watching this game. And it's big. My whole family's down there watching the Bulls and Pacers. Every single person is, and I am there during game six. And every single person in the basement is rooting for the Pacers to win this game. And I and they're like, we're so tired of the Bulls. I can't, I, I'm so tired of them winning. They win everything and blah, blah, blah. And they won that game. And I remember walking, yep. and that was the first time I ever experienced, like, true fear as a Bulls fan. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, they're going to game seven. They could really lose this thing. But Jordan cleverly guaranteed victory <laughs> that evening. <laughs> And he was right. They didn't. They didn't. They, but they were four points better than that. And that was that Larry Bird coach team that was absolutely amazing. They yeah. could have. They could have won. I think they could have won the title against uh, the Jazz that year as well. I think it was sure. that close. So kind of like this year. Um, I thought if Oklahoma City would have gotten the finals, they would have beat Cleveland. Oh yeah. I I, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so, guys, yeah. uh, you know, that was our top ten to never win a ring list, so be sure to keep on. And uh, if you want to contribute to our top ten list, by all means, uh, we'll probably release them the day before we record on our on all of our social media pages just so you guys can keep up with them and get excited and keep, in the, keep the bookmarks. But yes, being all over the World Wide Web, another our good buddy here, Sean Mack, he set up an excellent website for us. So I, it's so good I can't talk about it. It's, it's Sean's baby. He's the one who's going to tell you guys all about it. Uh, yeah, you can now check us out at thecorner3.net because .com was taken and <laughs> and by someone who really doesn't know what they're doing. So I hate you, .com. <laughs> Fun fact, I actually looked into how much it would cost to buy thecorner3.com. Really? Yeah. Okay. I just searched. I, there's like a website so like, called. To like buy it out under from underneath of them. <laughs> I kind of think so, yeah. But it was almost twelve hundred dollars. Holy crap! I think it was okay. one thousand one hundred eighty-four dollars. There was like a hundred and twenty-five a month, and I was like, man, I love those guys. But I don't know, one hundred twenty-five bucks a month. Love those guys. Yeah, um, I love well, you guys. Not that much. Yeah. So corner3.net uh, is up and uh, live right now. You can check us out there. Uh, we have our uh, podcasts archived on there. Uh, it also has links for our, uh, you know, our contacts. We're looking for guests for future podcasts. We're looking for guys that are, you know, uh, in charge of, you know, NBA blogs and uh, anything NBA related. We'd love to talk. So uh, you can contact us there. Um, we're also going to be doing some uh, some columns on there about, you know, NBA news and stuff. So uh, the goal is for you to check our website out and get all your NBA news there. So. Hopefully we can, we can provide that for you and keep doing the weekly podcast and continue onward. And hopefully uh, very soon we'll start with our uh, season previews, yeah. which will be super fun because, uh, you know, I, I really want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets for just a half hour. <laughs> I mean, just the possibilities alone and, and the past and uh, where they're going. Would, would and, you and, say that they are front-runner tremendous for this year's title? <laughs> They are they are front runner tremendous yes so uh, right. for for you know title of the land of stench so what do you what do you what do you say if you're a Nets fan like what is your like you know like you the, don't that, you say you're a Knicks fan that's that's <laughs> family, like this year's as Bull fans we had rough years where it was like you know what though like we have players that we can look forward to like growing yes yes we're talking about a guard 
a guard rotation right now of Grievous Vasquez, Jeremy Lin, Sean Kilpatrick. If this doesn't sound great, I don't know what does, obviously. This yeah. is, as a Nets fan, you say, man, the Barclays Center is real nice. <laughs> yes, yes. You we know. have a lot of events here. Sometimes <laughs> a basketball game breaks out. <laughs> oh, so for our final NBA news of the week, we'll go ahead and close up this week's edition of the Corner 3, just because I have to bring this up, because for those of us who don't know, Alex Derrickson, our own, is a diehard WWE fan. Yes. Just recently announced, and it's looked like it's been being put together, that WrestleMania 33 in Orlando will see the Hitsko compete one-on-one with Shaquille O'Neal. The match that nobody asked for. <laughs> well, who, who did you say was, was fighting fighting Shaq? The Big, Big Show. Show. Oh, oh, yeah, they teased that recently, didn't they? Yeah. At the ESPYs. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oddly enough, Big Show's in fantastic shape right now. Yes. Well, good. Good for Big Show. Yes. Yes. Good for Big Show. <laughs> yes, good for, good for Big Show. And, and where's, right. Russell, where's WrestleMania going to be? Orlando. 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 Well, well, then you have to do that, right? Right. There's no right. other options. Because, you know, Shaq didn't, like, betray that franchise at all or anything. No, 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 no. Anyways. Tim? <laughs> where can they find us on social media? Yes. All right. So we are quite all over the place now, thankfully, for all the different things we're doing here. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, like our page at the Corner 3 Podcast. We are on Twitter. Uh, that is the cor- at the Corner 3 Pod, um, we, which is pretty awesome. We have uh, well, us holding that down there, taking care of that. And now on Instagram, so we will have a different pictures on there each week to pump you up for this week's show. Also, at the Corner 3 Podcast. Is that right, Alex? Is it pod? Yes. Hold I on. believe it is. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So, you can catch us out all there. Please be sure to like all of our information. We'll keep you in the loop on everything we have going on on all of our social media. And we'll also keep sharing things as we keep going through the week. So, we look forward to seeing what breaking news will come out in, oh, five minutes since we're now closing this week's edition of the Corner 3. Um, yes. That we'll be able to talk about for a week. Uh, we did find out before we go on air that the Emily schedule should fully be out sometime tomorrow. So, it looks like we can kind of touch on that next week. And... That's going to be it for this week's edition of Corner 3. On behalf of Alex and Sean, this is Tim Daniel. Thank you again for our continued support. Be sure to like us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Take care, guys. See ya.